morning, everyone. Welcome. We're glad you're here today. It's good to see you today, and uh, as we've joined together to be in God's house, uh, we've got a number of people out of town today. And uh, but I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you're here on time today. Uh, you got that memo, didn't you? Welcome to you all. And welcome to our guests especially. We're glad that you're here and hope you know that uh, you're very much, uh, uh, we, we hope you're very much a part of our family. You feel very much a part of our family as we worship God. Um, let me remind you of the attendance sheets on each, uh, each row. We'd like to ask if you wouldn't mind to take those and fill them out so we could have a record of your attendance with us. Go ahead and check in on your on your smartphone. Uh, let everybody know that you're here today. And uh, just a few announcements I'd like to call to your attention. First of all, thank you uh, to everyone who participated and helped us to have a another successful uh, fall festival. Our, our numbers were down. It was a terrible rainy night, and of course uh, they changed the the times for uh, trick or treating. But it was a great night. So thank you for that. However, that presents us with one issue, and that is that something never happens. We got gobs of chili left over. <laughs> and so, Mary, is is this... Okay. We, we're going to fill these... T- or, or have we are We've got tubs of chili like this filled uh, back in the kitchen there in the refrigerator, and we can't eat all this chili, so we're going to ask you to take take this and take it home. And, and what do we do? Is it... <laughs> About five dollars, or five dollars for—that's a lot of chili for five dollars. So, and crackers. Okay. So see see Mary afterwards, and she'll take care of you there. Uh, also, um, on our table on the way out, uh, we have a toolbox there, and this is the Habitat Pass the Toolbox, uh, and that will be there through the month of November uh, to collect donations and also prayers uh, for Habitat. And so uh, please remember that as you leave. You can drop some money in there or drop some prayers for Habitat, and we would we would appreciate that. Uh, also, Sue Berry uh, wanted to – there she is. Sue Berry wanted to uh, say something about our upperclassmen today. So, Sue, and come, come share with us just a moment. Thank you, Brother Tim. Uh, Wanda reminded me about upperclassmen in November. I have something else on my mind right now. Y'all might guess what that might be uh, coming Tuesday. Uh, sorry about that. But uh, please do get out and vote. Uh, that's our public announcement for today. Uh, on November 26th in your bulletin is our upperclassmen. Uh, those of you all who did not get to go with us to Toyota, we decided uh, that it might be fun instead of having our potlucks here at the church, if weather permits, we might try different restaurants out and enjoy each other's fellowship and, and uh, share in our lives. So instead of November the 26th, on November the 29th, we will be meeting here at the church at 3 o'clock, and we're going to the login. Okay. So, ooh. Now, if you missed our dinner last month after Toyota, the Mystery Diner was Nesbitt Inn in Nesbitt, Kentucky, which is out in the middle of a cornfield. And nobody had been there, but everybody seemed to love the food, took food home, including the rib gumbo. So those of us that know Keith and I, we like to eat, and we like to try different restaurants. So this may be an adventure of its own as far as uh, where this takes us. So on the 
29th. Please mark your calendars, and if you would like to join us, be here at the church at 3 o'clock. Now, what I wanted to announce also is our December meeting, our upperclassmen. We're inviting the whole church to join us. And guys, I'm serious. If you want points with your wife, make a point to do this. On December the 15th, we are going to travel to Auburn, Kentucky, to McCutcheon Meadows. It is a pre-Civil War mansion. We will have dinner there. It will be decorated as for Christmas. And how many went before with this upperclassmen to now you all can vouch the food is wonderful. It's like sitting down to Southern living in a Southern mansion, and you'll get a lot of points. Let me tell you. So our plan right now is to leave the church here at one o'clock. There is a Mennonite uh, grocery close by. They have bulk spices and a lot of, of interesting food items, such as uh, scrapple, which Keith loves. And you can't buy that everywhere. You have to know what scrapple is if you. It's, after a hog killing, I think it's about everything made into a little cake that you fry. And they have a lot of old-fashioned items. If you grew up on a farm, you'll love it. So December the 15th, we'll leave the church here at 1 o'clock. So please come and join us. We have a wonderful time and sharing each other's fellowship. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. Tuesday is election day, and so I hope that you will get out and uh, uh, you, uh, use your right to vote. Uh, it's a right that we all have and should uh, take advantage of. So please get out to your uh, polls, polling places and vote. We will be a polling place here, as usual. And one other thing, uh, this afternoon we are going to be playing pickleball again. So come out about 4 o'clock this afternoon, and we'll share a time of fellowship and and see if we can figure out this, how to play this game. So, uh, so that, that'll be a lot of fun. Let's stand now and greet each other and share the, the love of, of God with one another.
remain standing for prayer. Let us pray together. Eternal God, our Alpha and Omega, our beginning and end, O God of our past and future, we praise you for this present moment. We have gathered in this time and at this place to worship you. Fill us with your joy and empower us with your spirit. You have created all things, O God, and into your creation you have instilled a yearning within our hearts for fulfillment in you. It is this yearning that pulls us here today. Take these moments, O God, and fill us with your spirit. It seems that this world has been gripped by trouble since the beginning of time, and even today we cannot seem to reach out and love for those who are different from us. But you have given us a vision of a day beyond our distress. A day when the heavens and the earth will be new again. A day when the sound of weeping will, be, will give way to delight. A day when all of creation will live in peace and people will enjoy the fruits of their labors. Help us to hold on to that vision, O oh God, when, we, when all that we love and believe seem to be shaken to the core. Strengthen us for the telling of your truth and for keeping to your path that we might not weary in doing what is right. As we pray for a new heaven and a new earth today, we especially pray for those who are, are in need of your peace, of your healing touch, of your just and bounteous kingdom. We pray for those who dwell in places of strife, need and want. We pray for those who struggle each week with questions of whether to buy groceries or pay the rent. And finally, we pray for those of our brothers and sisters who face persecution because of, our, of their faith. We are mindful of our Jewish friends in Pittsburgh and, and all who now live in fear that they have become a target based on who they are or what they believe. And we long for that day to come that you promised when the lion will lie down with the lamb, when weapons of violence will be turned into implements of peace, and when your Spirit provides the guiding light for all people. Create us anew, O God. Make us right in your name. And make us want to be right for your sake. For we pray this in the name of the one who came to show us the way. Our brother and our friend, Jesus Christ.
because he lives. Poncho's uh, children's moment, and she did a fine job. She read it out loud and everything. Uh, obviously, Poncho, he's feeling a little under the weather, so prayers his way. Um, I know he's very sorry um, that he couldn't join us. Uh, he loves you guys like his very own. Okay, and if, if you know Poncho, and you will when, when you get older, okay. 
he is the biggest fan of the kids that play sports. He loves sports. Loves sports. Okay? He is probably the number one cheerleader that I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay? And that's why I love the guy. which kind of leads me to asking you all, who likes to play sports? Awesome. Playing is just absolutely terrific. Uh, now, sometimes that takes a lot of hard work. Is that right? It takes a lot of effort. If Good things happen when you put forth the effort. When things become difficult, what do you usually do? Do you just quit? No, you hang in there. And all of that difficult effort that you put forth, you know what you can do? You can offer that to Jesus and you can ask for help from Him. So, when things get difficult, what can you do? You turn towards Jesus and say, hey, help me through this rough time. Let's not just say it's through sports, but you can also do that through the difficult times in school, through the difficult times of dealing with your parents, right? Okay, sometimes it becomes hard saying, yes, Mom, yes, Dad, doesn't it? Because you don't really want to clean up your room. I never did. Uh, you got to clean up the toy box. No, I don't really want to do that either. Uh, you can't go down to the creek and play in the mud. No, I don't really want to do that either. Needless to say, I was in trouble a whole lot. Um, but it is best that you just say, yes, Mom, yes, Dad. And then you just do it, get it over with. And then that way you can play. Um, I know that Poncho loves the heck out of you guys and you will absolutely love him too okay he has a prayer written here bow your heads with me dear father help us to love you with all our hearts and help us to love others as we love ourselves in Jesus name we pray amen amen
come here today. We come here today to hear your words. Please use our offering to serve others and help them hear your words. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. chapter 21 verse 1 through 6 then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more and I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying see the home of God is among mortals we will, he will dwell with them they will be his peoples and God himself will be with them 
He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this. For these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Thank you so much. Uh, have you been enjoying our little musical tour through uh, different uh, types of music, different types of orphan music? What are we doing next week? Uh, it's hymns. Hymns next week. And then the week after that's hers. <laughs> Oh, Fanny Crosby, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, so it is hymns and her. We, hymns and her. <laughs> we, we've been doing the, uh, uh, Bill and, and, and uh, uh, Gloria Gaither here this week and last week, and they've certainly had a strong impact on, um, on music of today, of Christian music today. The, the little paragraph you have in your bulletin talks about the, their homecoming videos and homecoming concerts that they have. And it says that, that it, it's a place where a, a, a multitude of Christian artists, young and old, come together to sing, chat, swap stories, and inspire new creations. And, and that is absolutely true. I, I want to tell you, I went to one of these things years ago, and I think that every person who has ever cut a gospel record was there and sang. We, I, I, the thing started about 7 o'clock or something like that. And at 11 o'clock, somebody got up on the stage and said, we're going to take a little intermission now. <laughs> that's the time we, we, we said, okay, it's, that's enough. We're, i got to go home and get to bed there. Um, Pastor John Ortberg tells a story from many years ago when he and two friends were walking along the street in Newport Beach, California. And they happened to be walking past a bar where a fight had been going on inside the bar. And the fight apparently spilled out onto the street, kind of like one of those old Western movies that you see sometimes. And, and several guys were ganging up and beating, beating up on one other guy. And he was taking it pretty badly. His, his nose was bleeding. He had a cut over his eye. And so Ortberg and his, his friend immediately decided that they had to do something. They needed to do something to help this guy. And so they went over to break up the fight. And I don't know why, but these guys who were doing the fighting didn't seem to be all that intimidated when Ortberg and his friends walked up and said, Hey guys, you need to cut that out. It just kept on pummeling. But then all of a sudden, those scoundrels doing the fighting looked up at Ortberg and his friends with fear in their eyes. And suddenly they quit pummeling this poor victim of their abuse. And and they started to slink away. And that's when Ortberg turned around and noticed why. You see, this guy had come out of the bar who, as Ortberg describes him, was the biggest man he had ever seen. He was something like about six feet, seven inches tall, maybe around 300 pounds of pure muscle. Just huge. And Ortberg and his friends called this big man Bubba. Not to his face, but when they talked about him later. And Bubba didn't say a word. He just stood there and flexed. And you could just tell that he was hoping that these thugs would try to have a go at him. But they slunk away. And all of a sudden, Ortberg said that his own attitude began to transform as well. And, and so with this, a newfound confidence, he said to those guys, You better not let us catch you coming around here again. 
He was a different person, he says, because he had great big Baba backing him up. And he was ready to confront those bullies with determination and firmness. He was released from his, his anxiety and his fear. And he was possessed by a boldness and, and, and a confidence. Why? Because he had a great big Bubba behind him. He was empowered and emboldened by the fact that he was not alone. Now, I know that this may sound trite to say this, but it may be that the, the greatest tragedy of our lives today is that, is that you and I find ourselves in these difficult situations and we forget that we too have a great big Bubba backing us up. We are not alone. We are not alone. Our lesson for today comes from the book of Revelation, and it's one of the most beautiful passages of Scripture in all of the Bible. John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and God will dwell with them. They will be God's people, and God will be with them and be their God. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, no more mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And then the one who was seated on the throne said, I am making all things new, everything new. And then God said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. God said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I believe that those words pretty much say it all concerning the nature of God. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. But what exactly does that mean? Well, Alpha, of course, is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. And Omega is the 24th letter and the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And so you and I might say that I am the A and the Z. Though I think it sounds a lot better in the Greek, don't you? It seems to be more poetic to say I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. In other words, God is the God of the past. And God is the God of the present. And God is the God of the future. God is the great I Am. God's kingdom is forever and ever. Before the world was even created, God was. And when, when matter ceases to exist, God will still be. Or as John Ortberg might put it, God is the great big Bubba who always has our back. Think about what that would mean to you and me. If, if we had that kind of assurance 
of the permanence and the presence and the faithfulness of God. The Old Testament writers gloried in that assurance. Before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God, said the psalmist. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. Israel gloried in the God of their past. You know, those ancient stories from their past, they were critical to their survival. And they still are. In times of great difficulty, as our Jewish brothers and sisters have faced this past week or so in in Pittsburgh, and have faced so many other times in their history, it was important for them to recall God's many acts of salvation on their behalf. And those wonderful stories concerning God's faithfulness in the past gave them and and gives them hope and inspiration for their time in the present. In biblical days, it it was the father in the Jewish family who bore the responsibility of burning into the minds and hearts of his children the history of Israel. And they were to never forget the fact that God freed them from slavery and brought them with a strong hand out of Egypt. They were never to forget the Passover lamb. They were never to forget the opening of the Red Sea. They were never to forget uh, being preserved out in the wilderness for 40 years, fed by the hand of God with manna and with quail and with water. They were never to forget the battle of Jericho or crossing over the Jordan River. These things were engraved on their memory. The Old Testament is a is a chronicle of God's saving acts in the life of the people of Israel. And the overall theme of all of these stories is the permanence and the faithfulness of God. God is always with us. And God will never forsake us. You may remember in Greek mythology the epic epic poem, The Odyssey. Just to refresh your memory, The Odyssey is about a man named Odysseus who spent years traveling around the world. And this is all about his adventures and the different... uh, gods and creatures that he runs across. But while he was traveling all over the world, his wife Penelope was back home. And in his absence, she was being pursued by many suitors. She was a beautiful woman. And she was being pursued by many suitors. But even even though her husband had been absent for so long, she had no interest in proclaiming him dead and taking up with someone else. And so she had an interesting way of dealing with these men who vied for her attention. She told them that when she had finished weaving a particular garment, she would decide which of the suitors she would choose. But here's what the suitors did not know. You see, each night Penelope undid the stitches that she had done during the day, and thus she never finished the garment and remained faithful to Odysseus until he returned. 
The faithfulness of Penelope was a faithfulness for a lifetime. But the faithfulness of God towards God's people is a faithfulness of eternity. God is the God of the past. God is the God of Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Rebekah and Jacob and Rachel. And God is also the God of our past. For we too are the people of God. But God is also the God of the present. And I cannot stress to you how important it is that we see God's hand at work in our present moment. Right here and right now. Now, a lot of people want to enshrine God in the past. Particularly in the days when the Scriptures were being written or the days when the Scriptures were written about. And they want to keep God back in those days. Back in the days of the Scriptures, they seem to be the, the heyday of God's activity in many people's minds. And, and so they want to keep God there. And use those stories as inspiration, but that's when God was really working. Other people want to restrict God to the future. The sweet by and by. And they get so caught up in looking for the coming of, of the Lord or looking forward to heaven that they forget that God is the God of now. As someone has said, those people are so heavenly minded, they are of no earthly good. (laughs) My friends, how poor our lives are when we do not perceive God in this present moment. This is the day that the Lord has made, the psalmist said. We will rejoice and be glad in it today and every day. God is alive and at work in our world right here and right now. God is available to us now. God is a God of faithfulness and persistence and infinite love. I read recently about a doctor whose faithfulness and patience and, uh, and love mirrored to a small degree the faithfulness and patience of God. Years ago, this doctor had a, had great empathy for children with Down syndrome, and and he decided that with the right care, these children could learn how to function more fully in society. And and we have to remember that this was a time when most of these children uh, were denied the opportunity for even the most basic education or training. And so this doctor took 25 of these delightful young children and and began to teach them. And it was not easy. You need to remember that these children had never received any academic training. And he began with the alphabet, and he took, and it took him over 4,000 repetitions of the letter A before these boys and girls could recognize or repeat one letter. And then he moved on to B. 4,000 repetitions. And then he moved on to B and the other letters of the alphabet. And eventually the number of repetitions of each letter decreased to 2,000. And then to 900. And then to 200. And finally he showed them a letter just one time and they could recognize it. They had to learn how to learn. 
Well, to make a long story short, every one of those 25 children with Down syndrome entered into public school and graduated. And because of that, they were able to have opportunities to work, to socialize, and to exist on a higher plane than than they otherwise would have been able to do. All because of the faithfulness and the dogged persistence and the patience of that doctor. And in my mind, that doctor's faithfulness and patience and love were a reflection of the character of God as revealed to us in Jesus Christ. God is the God of now. And let me tell you something, folks. God's love and and care are available to you this very moment. And it doesn't matter what burden you may be carrying. God is available to you now. So God is the God of the past and God is the God of of present. And of course, God is also the God of the future. You know, so many of us are afraid of what the future may hold for us. And I think at this point in our history, we are probably the most pessimistic people that I, that I think we have ever been. We look at the political divisions that have caused friends to end their friendships. I, I've talked to a number of people who have said that I've lost friends that I've had for years. People I used to socialize with, I can't go out and have fun with them anymore. We look at that and our outlook for the future of politics, we may think, is bleak. We are a bundle of anxieties concerning our health, our safety, our finances, our environment, even the safety of our world. We're worried. We are worried people. And what does that do to us? I heard about a woman who suffered terribly getting to sleep every night because she she had this this nagging fear that a burglar was going to break into her house. And and one night, her husband did hear a noise, and he went to investigate. And when he got there, sure enough, there was a burglar in the house. And the man said to the burglar, well, I'll be. I'm glad to see you. Can you come upstairs to meet my wife? She's been waiting to meet you for ten years. (laughs) We laugh at that. But you know what? What a tragedy that is. Folks, do you think that the God who has loved you and sustained you to this point in your life is suddenly going to forget you? No. The future is in God's hands. And this is the secret of facing an uncertain future. God is the God of the future. God is with us. God has always been with us. And God will never forsake us. God is the God who is, who was, and who is to come. The Almighty. So relax. Big Bubba has your back. God is with you. 
Back during the terrible siege of Leningrad during World War II, the city's radio station remained on the air 24 hours a day, the whole time. And the purpose of that was to reassure the people in this time of crisis that their country had not fallen. But when the radio announcers were too weak or too tired to, or too cold to play music or to recite the news, you know what they would do? They would just turn on a metronome, monotonously clicking back and forth. Kind of like a heartbeat. And it would echo through the loudspeakers all throughout the streets. And, and it was simply to reassure the people that they were not alone. They're not alone. And that's important for us to know, isn't it? That we're not alone. And folks, we are not alone either. And I believe that that is the most important statement that I can make to you this morning. We are not alone. God is the Alpha and the Omega. God is the beginning and the, and the end. And we are inwardly fashioned for faith and not fear. So fear not, my brothers and sisters. God is with you always and forever. Amen. Let's sing together our closing hymn, Jesus is Lord of All. What a perfect hymn. Jesus is Lord of All. Let us make this our prayer as we recognize and as we proclaim that God is the God of the past, the present, and the future. God is our God who is always with us.
you so much for being here today. Uh, please be seated for just a moment because we do have something we need to take care of today. And that is that Tegan Kelchner has uh, come and wants to become a member of our church and be baptized into the fellowship of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is a wonderful step. Of course, you know, we've known taken since she was wee little thing and uh, we've been a part of the village that's helped to raise her and we're grateful for that blessing and she has been a blessing to each of us and so she wants to join our church officially and be baptized and what a great day of celebration that is and so would you please join me in uh, welcoming Tegan into the fellowship officially of Community Baptist Church by raising your hand and saying amen. 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 Tegan, we are uh, we are proud of you, and we're proud of this step that you are taking in your life. And and, and this is something I say. Uh, most of the people around, you've heard me say it before. You, you could probably say it just, just as well as I can, because mo- this is what I say every time somebody joins the church. We are all ministers of the gospel of Christ here, every one of us. We are family. We've been singing about that today. We are the family of God, and we family take care of each other. We are all ministers of the gospel, which means that you are a minister of the gospel. How old are you? Thirteen. How about a 13-year-old minister? (laughs) We look forward to our ministry to you, and we look forward to your ministry to us as well. So, something to look forward to. Isn't that a great thing? We celebrate that. Thank you. Let us stand for our benediction. Oh God, you have come to us through your Spirit. You have given us life. You made us new. And now as we venture into our lives beyond our corporate worship, lead us through your Spirit. Continue to work in our lives through your creative force, creating in us a new heaven. And teach us how we can be a part of creating a new earth. Provide always your comfort and hope and challenge us to be courageous as we walk in your way. 